0: Oh, yeah. Welcome everybody to the Tag You're It podcast and man uh, I switched the position of the camera so that we can get all three of us in here and now it doesn't look like I'm looking at the camera but I am looking (laughs) at the screen making sure everybody is fitting in so anyway I'm Ray Ray and I am Dave and we have who in the studio with us? Jenny Schultz. Yeah, thank you for being uh, with us. And uh, I mean, this is sort of short notice. Uh, we we gave it a week, but we were talking about the Equality Act last time on that show, and we had that envisioned. And then Dave thought of you and was like, "Hey, let's uh, bring in um, bring in Jenny to the mix to talk about really sort of a particular in the whole." idea of and what's going on with the Equality Act. So thank you. uh, Welcome to my home and glad to have you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having
2: me. Well, Jenny, I had you in classes at Southwest Baptist University. I don't think I had any classes with your husband, but I remember him walking around campus since he's a seven foot foot tall guy and easy uh, for me to see. You know, I'm so low, I'm looking way up, but he's easy for everyone to to see. (laughs)
1: Everyone remembers my husband, Chris, for sure. He he, uh, uh, he's hard to forget a seven-footer
2: that is correct but we had classes together we had communication theory together at southwest mm-hmm. baptist university and we did so i was kind of reintroduced to you because i was on facebook and i saw this hashtag save Girls sports missouri and you looked real familiar and i joined that group and next thing you know i see you testifying for the House Committee, and so uh, before I jump into that narrative, how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself, I don't want to tell the whole story because you're probably much better at telling who you are than I am, but tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got involved in
1: Save Girls Sports Missouri. Absolutely. So I'm not used to talking about myself, you know, I'm a it's mom, okay. so that comes second. But um, I'm a native Missourian. I grew up in Republic, Missouri, graduated there. Um, I went to SBU on a full ride basketball scholarship um, back in 2002, which I... What year did you... Is that about the time you started that I got too? there in
2: 2003. Okay, yeah. But so, I had a weird... Time because I went and did military stuff. Okay, so. gotcha.
1: So um, anyway, ended up at SBU. I've always been interested in politics. My grandpa was actually a US congressman. So I've kind of always um, been around it, always been at the dinner table, everything else. Um, and then I met my husband who also played at SBU and uh, on a full ride scholarship. So we both experienced debt-free after college. Due to wow, praise God, yeah, yeah <laughs> praise God, yeah. Due to uh, sports, so we have that to thank for it. Um, and yeah, we have two little girls, Maylee and Gracie, and they are both into sports. I've told them I don't really care if you're into sports or not; just find something that you love to do and yeah. and get after it. So um, we coach a lot of teams. We COVID kind of put a damper on some of the sports around here but we're we're back into that now but yeah this this issue kind of combines a lot of my passions so my girls uh being number one and sports and uh, politics so they all kind of have merged now into Hmm. this and um it's definitely not anything i ever thought i would have to be fighting for my girls playing against fellow females but it's it's here and and I got to step up to the plate. So the reason that
2: Save Girls Sports Missouri started is because you recognize that there was a problem. You have an experience in sports. It It is how you paid for college. Right. So sports is incredibly important to you and to your husband. It right. has been a blessing to you. So why is sports and particularly women's sports such an important formative thing for you you know how did that shape you because i imagine that's what you're wanting to protect right so why is it such a core central thing and and how did it shape your life
1: so the the way that this issue even was brought up to me was whenever um president biden was elected on day one he had an executive order that basically gutted women's sports, you know, just totally eviscerated it and made it to where um, uh, transgender females, which is biological males that are identifying as female can play in women's sports. It did not say anything about forcing them to take hormone therapy or gender reassignment surgery, nothing. It was just saying they should have the right to play wherever they identify. Um, And then After doing a little more research, the uh, Missouri State High School Athletic Association actually has been allowing this since back Mm. in, I believe, 2012. Um, And they they have more guidelines as far as, you know, the hormone therapy and all that. They have to be on hormones for a year, I believe. Mm. But um, so honestly, it was happening and I didn't even I didn't have any idea. Um, And so I was really shocked by that. And then um, actually, I'm very, I'm pretty outspoken on social media. Um, I had a former uh, grade school teacher basically kind of say, quit whining about it. What are you going to do? So mm. that I'll, I was fired up anyway, but that kind of made me even a little bit more fired up where I was like, you know what? This is going to affect little girls everywhere and somebody has to do something.
2: So it says that the transgender participation policy was passed june of 2012 yeah and revised yeah. in 2019 right so this is something it was kind of flying under the radar even in 2012 because right. uh, i personally had never heard about the issue until the obergefell ruling and then mm-hmm. the day after that there begins this transgender, what I would say is revolution, because it really is a revolt against God's designed order. So there's this incredibly important component of who you are and even who your husband is Mm -hmm. when it comes to shaping your character through sports. And again, I would imagine Part of the reason you met your husband was even because of your participation in sports. So you got a scholarship to a school. He got a scholarship to a school. You meet him because you're both athletic. Uh, That is key to you. Now you're hearing about men who are participating and competing against women. It turns on an alert. Someone challenges (laughs) you. Do something. I imagine your competitive nature uh, drives in a bit. Why is it so important that women, I would say, have an equal playing field? Because uh, this seems to be, in my mind, there is no, and as I received, me- receiving, me- receiving medical hormone treatment, males are not required to take a hormone blocker in order to compete with females. If I've read that correctly, and that was well, just a, a quick scan. Right, right.
1: So I think if... They are, they are, they are supposed to take them if there is no other sport for them to play. So there's two different parts to that, to the, to the mission statement, but, Mm -hmm. but yes. Um, and many of them spoke at the house, um, Mm. emerging issues, uh, committee meeting that I did as well. But I mean, for me to, I, I knew that it was time to speak out because obviously being married to a seven foot man that weighs as I told the um house committee close to 300 pounds you know I'm 5'10 we played the exact same position in college um and to me I'm just like if I would have had to go up against him we play one-on-one we play I might be able to beat him a horse you know (laughs) set shooting that's one thing but posting up no I'd get my tail handed to me so um to me, it was just so obvious of, you know, the biological differences and the unfairness. Um, you know, part of what I love about sports is, you know, you're you're working together as a team for a common goal. I think it's amazing for either gender, boys or girls, as long as they're playing with their gender. I mean, but whenever you get a group of girls together, um, formative age, all my best memories growing up of, Sport are the best memories I have. So, so you were a,
2: if I remember, it, right, SBU's basketball team. While you were there, was really good. Female basketball team was
1: really good. Am I correct you in know, that? You know, we we were good. We were good. I don't know. There were better area teams than us, probably. But yeah, yeah we were we were good. But you you were you got
2: into some Division Two tournaments that you did well in. If you don't mind, give me just a yeah, yeah. So
1: you know, my time at SBU, I believe. All three, three years we had winning seasons. It's kind of, I've, I've slept since then, but, um, what, what I remember most about my time at SBU playing on a team was just the friendships that I made, um, with the other girls. And we're still some of us good friends to this day. And they're all, from what I, I've, I know they're all behind me a hundred percent on excellent, this, you know, excellent. I've received a lot of support, um, across the board. What is disappointing is just the the current cl- political climate we have people are almost afraid to be in support of something like this because they are making it so anti trans and I am that's not my goal at all I am totally pro women and <laughs> there is nothing about this bill that is not pro women and I feel like that is what happens in the, some of these fights is they try to turn it Turn the narrative completely around, you know, and um, yeah. this is definitely a, pro, a pro-women a issue, 100% for me. So there's
2: a straw yeah. man that is being made, or mm-hmm. what I would say in, in logic, we have made either-or thinking, right? Right. Uh, it is a fallacious uh, argument to say that, nope, nope, it's either this or that. Either you're anti-trans or you're... Pro trans, right. and this is actually saying no, no, no. The real argument is I'm pro
0: women's sports, right? Yeah. And, and here's and here's the idea. And I think I was because uh, I was watched a little bit of you uh, addressing, um, you know, government a, a government uh, official or government Congress here, and um, I, I don't know the specifics of it anyway. But you know, they they want to take this uh, epithet and call you a transphobe. Whenever it's actually, you do have a real issue that it's actually a biological issue. Right. And I think you talked about in wrestling how um, somebody got their skull smashed in mm-hmm. because they were, re- like it was a woman wrestling Box- at, I, that may yeah, have been boxing. or boxing or something like it's, that. Yeah, tell us a ha- about it's that. It's just yeah. happening
1: in so many different sports. I know uh, in Connecticut, they've had issues with um, track and field, you mm-hmm. know, Um two transgender females were taking the top two spots on the podium and you know that affects everybody down the line you know even Mm -hmm. for college scholarships it and I don't think people realize that it's going to affect the people that that's their ticket to college yeah you know if you're in a family that wouldn't be able to afford to send you this is going to affect you because it's just the trickle down effect and once once this becomes a bigger deal like Obviously, it's been going on since 2012 and none of us knew it, right? Yeah. Well, um, as soon as it becomes a big deal where there are like places like Connecticut, those situations all over the country, you know, it's just going to it's going to hurt females all over
0: yeah so, so it's it's not being afraid of the transgender person for their transgenderism no it's being afraid of like you said like i said getting your head smashed in
1: yeah like
0: well, like a physical fear right. of being in physical
1: right. pain
0: right and so you know that that's that's sad that you know be, because what i've heard already um, if we're going to take the narrative and you as a woman getting told that, what can you do about it right now using utilizing their narrative? You, I'm a woman. What can <laughs> I, I'm not empowered. So you, I mean, we can play this game, right? But the thing is, we don't want to play this game. We want to be lawful. Mm-hmm. We want to be rational. We want to be compassionate and right. show um, that we're not against the person because right. we, we know who they are. God has revealed that they are a person in need of a savior and that you as a christian are called to bring the bring those two things to bear on each other to go i, I love you and i want i don't want to see this for you um, but i also don't want to get other people getting hurt that's another there there's so many love your neighbors here right that that can't work out because right. of the absurdity that's going and,
1: on. And I know whenever I was speaking in the committee on emerging issues, I didn't get asked any questions because we had so little time. So yeah. um, I was just thankful to be able to, to speak in front of them, but mm-hmm. they were, you know, talking about mental health within the trans community and, you know, that's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. It's totally heartbreaking because nobody wants to see suicides anywhere. Um, but, but it's almost, it's a separate issue because sports isn't going to, it really doesn't have anything to do with sports. You know, yeah. like I, this is completely by bi- biology for me, biology 101, because, you know, talk about getting your head smashed and you don't ever see, we didn't ever scrimmage the boys team. Mm-hmm. I didn't scrimmage the boys team in high school, you know, yeah. whenever guys are probably smaller than they are in college, yeah. you get to college and it's bigger, faster, stronger. And all you got to do is look in a weight room and see that on full display but we never ever scrimmaged the boys team you know we would have gotten annihilated and we would have gotten hurt and Mm -hmm. so to now make it to where girls are going to be forced unless we pass this legislation to go up against that is just kind of insane to me (laughs) we don't even use the same size ball so it's like you know you can't have separate gender differences for even the sports and the rules and then make it co-ed
2: so walk me through a little bit of the process that you're going through right now. I think you've built a really solid case for why this is an issue. This is stealing money. I'm going to say it that way. It is stealing money yeah. and from girls, yeah. stealing opportunity. There is no reason to have a Title IX if we now have said there is no women's sports. We have two different categories of male sports with one of those... There's a few girls participating in it, and they're getting their their teeth knocked in. Uh, That is a very serious issue. We don't even need Title IX anymore, so that's foolishness because it is an antiquated position that says there are real gender binaries. That's stupid. So tell me about the process that you're going through right now, and even tell us what save girls sports is doing and even how we can begin to join some of that. Yeah,
1: Right. So honestly, this kind of has snowballed a little bit. I would like to, ju- I say I'm a mom on a mission because, you know, you can mess with me and I can deal. <laughs> but if you mess with my kids, then that's a little bit different. So, so to me, yeah. I, w- I, I saw this as they're not going to have the same opportunity that I had as a kid Um, And I look back on the very first team that I played on. Um, I was, I think, six years old and um, I was playing. My mom looked everywhere for a girls basketball team. Republic, Missouri wasn't quite as big. It's it was still a good sized town. I think we were class three at the time, Um, but she couldn't find an all girls team for me. So she found a boys team and I played on the boys team and um, that was pretty much a disaster. They didn't want me on their team. I really didn't want, I wanted to be on a girls team. We just couldn't find any. Um, so there was a lot of co-ed teams back in 89, but it was very clear to me, at a, even as a seven-year-old, um, I need to play with girls because honestly, I've got video of my older brother yelling, you know, pass my sister the ball, put her in the game. <laughs> like they just, it was a terrible experience. So once I got on a girls team, I was like, okay, this this is better. This is where I need to be. But, um, and that's kind of how we've, we've coached our own teams for our girls and to see what they get out of it, just with teamwork. And you see kids that don't have confidence that suddenly they'll see little wins and maybe not even a win of a game, but being able to do something they couldn't do the last practice. So for me, this whole thing has kind of just snowballed into Literally saving girls' sports because once this floodgate opens, girls' sports will be gone. There won't mm-hmm. be girls' sports anymore. Um, so, so the trans person is going to say you've
2: exaggerated that. Yeah, you have made something that's small into a big deal. Right. What is your response to that? And, and you know, how do you combat that idea? I'm not trying to put you on yeah, the spot, no, but I know that's I'm glad I'm
1: getting some questions because yeah. I was kind of hoping for some the day I was able to speak, you know, in front of the Emerging Issues um, Committee and didn't get any. So, um, you know, a lot of the people that don't think that this is a big deal have never played sports. And mm. it really frustrates me because, uh, you know, it's hard for me to not, Engage with people on social media. I had a mom of daughters say, well, this doesn't bother me at all. And my girls don't play sports. So what's the big deal? And I'm like, well, just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean it's not going to be affecting a niece or a cousin, you know, it's going to affect someone, you know, and um, it doesn't matter if, if your daughter is the star player. That's great. Maybe they won't be affected. Maybe they will. But as soon as we start on teams where you can be cut, volleyball, basketball. I don't know a lot of track teams that cut anybody, but um, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Those those girls that are on the cusp of maybe not gonna make the team. Suddenly a transgender female comes in and makes the team. Well, they've just taken the opportunity away from a girl that now. Maybe she's played that sport her whole life. So it's not just going to affect girls that are really good. So yeah.
2: is there a law that a aden- that says a male that identifies as a girl
1: can't play male sports? A male that identifies as a girl can't play a male. Biological sport. male yeah. who
2: identifies as a female, he he can't play male sports anymore
1: no no they they can play male sports so they it's just now they're whatever they identify with is what they are allowed to play thanks to president biden's executive order yeah and so that's why each state and i wrote down all the different states yeah share share Um, some those with us i know i believe south dakota and mississippi have already passed things Um, signed by their governors, but um, North Dakota, Idaho, Montana, Florida, Tennessee, Utah, Oklahoma, New Hampshire of all places, South Carolina. So all of those states have representatives that are trying to move this legislation through. Um, So what my husband and I went and spoke on was the House bill that is moving forward in uh, Missouri. However, it doesn't address Um, college. It doesn't address secondary. Um, There's another one that I was just made aware of by Senator Mike Moon's office and his is SB 503, I believe it does. And it's called the State of Women's Sports Act. And um, it's honestly the best, uh, best of both worlds for me, because this is um, going to be voted on by the legislature. Yeah. Um, the one that we actually testified for, it was supposed to be voted by them. And then it got changed kind of at the last minute into a joint resolution where it would be a vote by the people. So this Senate bill honestly may be a better shot for us. But it does include college, um, which, you know, I played at a private Christian university, but we played public institutions. So just because maybe SVU wouldn't recruit Um, a transgender female that would be playing on my same team. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't be going head to head with somebody size, of my husband, a seven footer. Mm -hmm. So, so it it affects you, whether you're homeschooled, whether you go to a Christian, you know, high school, it's going to affect everyone.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the, the thing is, like I said, we're, we're talking about one little particular, right? So we're talking about sports, right? We're not talking about the restroom issue, the locker room issue, right? Um, I guess some sort of, you know, like hiring issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So if they don't recognize it in sports, unfortunately they're going to recognize it somewhere else. And then, so like, like I said, you're, you're dealing with like the small little window. Exactly. And because, you know, you, you've played sports, you see the problems. And so you're speaking into this, you have a gift, you're speaking into it. And, but there is the, the bigger issue that we're speaking into. So, you know, I would, I would, whenever I would, I would have these conversations, well, you know, sports might not affect you, but remember in sports, you do have showers, you do have bathrooms, you have this that are in common right. to other issues that will affect you. Right. And so if we allow this little thing here, then that's the toe in the door for then, well, you did this over here now, yeah, government, You let's never know do this. what it'll lead to. And so, you know, it's, we, I don't want to get into just a slippery slope, right. a slippery slope, and that's what Dave... Dave was sort of mentioning there, you know, are we blowing this up and, you know, out of proportion? But, you know, the, the question is, what have you seen in, as far as the slippery slope that you could speak into?
1: Right. Well, I think, I mean, all over, the even in the Olympics, they have allowed um, some transgender females to compete. Oh so, goodness. I mean... Whenever they start telling me that, you know, you can be like, for instance, in Missouri, you can be on hormone therapy for, um, I believe it's a year and then you are able to play. You have to be on a year. Well, my husband was six, eight in seventh grade. Mm. So for people that say, oh, well that, that doesn't negate what has happened up until that point. So it's not like you're getting hormones in the womb, you know, Mm -hmm. and it still wouldn't change your biology. It's not going to change your chromosomes, hormones, everything else. But, um. For me, that just has, it doesn't change what has happened up until that point. So even the, the hormone, gender reassignment, whatever, you're still biologically reverse. male. No, it's not going to reverse you to where your your lung size suddenly gets smaller, your heart gets smaller. I mean, it even, um, it's, it's just kind of a moot point for people whenever they, they start telling me, well, the, the hormones make all the difference. That's not really mm. accurate.
2: So, tell me a little bit about the criticism that you have received, because here's what is so crazy, how they've turned this into, you're transphobic. People have been afraid to support this bill, as you were sharing before, because they don't want to be labeled as transphobic. But the reality is, you're protecting your daughters. What is the criticism that you're getting? I mean, is it just, we're going to label you, we're going to throw an ad hominem at you, you're a transphobe? end of story. We don't need to talk to you. I mean, is that kind of what you're getting?
1: Well, honestly, I'm kind of just a little tiny piece of this. And so, um, I have received really nothing but huge amounts of support Mm -hmm. and people that are like, thank you so much. I work in the public school. I'm not able to speak out, but I'm so thankful that there's people like you that are, um, so I have not, maybe the more vocal I become, maybe the more criticism I could receive, but so far, so far, I know in general, these bills across the United States are being viewed as anti-trans. And like I've said earlier, I, I don't want to be anti-trans. I am pro-women and that Mm -hmm. is what this is all about for me. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I have not. I have not, as of yet, so you, received you criticism. S- you certainly
2: have feminist groups working with you, right? They want to protect women's sports, so th- the feminist group are are right behind you. The, all those women's rights right. groups are all behind you, aren't they?
1: The sad part about this, whenever we spoke um, in Jefferson City, you know, I was I was looking at the crowd of uh, those on the emerging issues uh committee and i thought well there's four women on here yeah you know i'm gonna have four women that are in my corner or whatever and uh, i quickly realized wow they are not they may say they are feminists, but as far as protecting women and women's sports they are not they are completely against all of these um all of these bills that are being put forth yeah. which is very very disheartening to yeah. me
0: so you're really seeing you know they're is there a problem whenever you have? So we started with LGB, right? right. And that it was just L, LGB, and we didn't see a T for a long time. And then whenever you throw in the T to the mix, you're seeing it, right? Now, now you have. So let's just uh, take people. This, this is a bunch of people. And then now we're going it, was to the get, gay, it was the yeah, gay rights right. movement at first. Yeah, so you know. yeah, yeah. And uh, so let's just take people here. Here's all people that exist. And then let's zero in and just women. Mm-hmm. And then now within that, within what women? Now you have women. I guess you can say white women, black women, Asian women. Uh, you have uh, lesbian, white, black, Asian. Right. Uh, now you have transgender, white, black. So now you're you're seeing right. the fight, and now we're seeing that. Well, well, I'm say a black lesbian woman in sports, and I don't want this transgender issue. So now that we have the T right. in the equation, now you're seeing that being disruptive. Right. so we're seeing that we can't hold these things um, in the tension. So we can't, we, we, we try to hold things in tension and try to be inclusive and, and love one another by this way that the world wants us to love one another. But, You're not seeing that that being a practical way to do things. You know,
1: I, I, whenever you're involved in women's sports, you're dealing, you're going to play with girls of all, all races, all creeds, whatever. Um, whenever, and I, I, even at a Baptist school, I played with lesbians. I, it's just part of, part of being in women's sports, honestly. But whenever we got out on the court, we had the same opportunity to train, You know, we have the same biology. And so I don't think there's even a unanimous voice within the LGBTQ community where they are for this because you do have an advantage if you are biologically male versus whether you're a lesbian and you're playing a sport. That's a completely different subject, you know? So, um, yeah, I just, I don't think there's a universal thought on this, but people are afraid to speak out about it for fear of being labeled as, you know, anti so what you're telling
2: me there is that there are homosexual gay women who are probably for this but they're not going to say anything because the they're afraid of the culture saying ah you transphobe right because that's one of the worst things that you can be now used to be homophobe was the worst thing you could be now it is transphobe well
1: cancel culture is real (laughs) you know it's 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 everywhere you can be canceled in a split second so i think anyone is kind of apprehensive in this environment to come out strongly against or for anything for fear of Mm. being labeled. Um, So, but yes, I believe there are homosexual lesbian women that are not for this. I know there are some that, um, you know, I've been told they're very vocal about it. There's a boxer um, that I was told about that is vocal about it. And I would think that that is one sport for sure, where you could immediately see the biological um differences quickly um you know so definitely definitely something that is af- it's affecting all women
2: so tell me a little bit about save women sports tell me about the people who have begun to follow that tell me kind of your goals for that group where you kind of headed with this okay
1: so i like i said mom on a mission don't really know what i'm doing other than that i I didn't know how to unite people. Mm-hmm. I knew that man, every single person I talked to was like, well, yeah, we're we want this legislation. We we have to have it. I, I figured it already was there, you know. Um it, like I said, it's kind of just something that's been flying under the radar. So I just started the Facebook group and um I think we're maybe up to like sixteen hundred members, something Excellent. like that. Um, but basically as a way to get the word out of what is going on. And yes, it's happening in Missouri. And we need to protect ourselves from what the federal government is doing because like I said, I mean, in one stroke of a pen basically did away with girls sports as we know it. Plus Missouri was already allowing some of it to happen and we just didn't know. So um, my goal is just to put pressure on um, representatives, senators to say, hey, listen, this is something that Missourians, I believe, overwhelmingly support. You know, whether they're willing to go out on a limb and say we're absolutely supporting it or not, they would go to a ballot box and vote for it. So, So
2: are there any studies that have presented a case for the fact that a male does not have an advantage in women's sports in competing against women Do you see what i'm saying right right,
1: yeah Yeah. so i i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist me either um, (laughs) that's why we have
0: to appeal to the experts you know right so is there because you know people like people show me the evidence or whatever so um is the other side presenting evidence
1: you know they are presenting evidence based on what hormone therapy can do to a biological male and once they get their testosterone level down it still is not it's still higher than a woman's is at its height so you're never going to get from what i've read a testosterone level that is as low as a female um but yes i'm sure there are studies out there the more research i've done on it um it's Like I said, a lot of it is coming from people that have never played sports. Um, I found an attorney that is a Duke law professor that is, she was a runner. And so you think, oh, Duke is going to be super liberal college or whatever. Um, But she is absolutely helping all these different states try to push this legislation forward because, and she may be liberal, I have no idea, but... She played sports and she understands, hey, whenever I was running track, <laughs> I, I can't remember where it was. It was at an Ivy League school. She has firsthand knowledge. I mean, you're you're practicing at the same time as the guys sometimes. So so I'm sure there are, to, to answer your studies, I'm sure you could find a doctor out there somewhere that is going to tell you that, oh, it's it's equal once you adjust your hormone levels. However, like I said, that doesn't negate your body structure it's not going Point to Density. yeah yeah so so um, they're still
0: appealing to gender binaries <laughs> the yeah, the absurdity right. of it that you have to well you know if you if you do the hormones because they feel though they are not but if they feel that they are they can then do what they need to do to try to get it down so they're totally admitting admitting gender binaries in the absolutes right and then just going out of their way as Romans 118 through 32 as stated, that we try to throw off all these things. We know that God exists. We are creation that declares his glory as well. And so, they, and so they're just trying to figure out, You know, it's, it's not the fact that people are foolish as in they are stupid, because they're very intelligent, and mm-hmm. they have to be super intelligent to try to deceive mm-hmm. yourself that God doesn't exist and go through scientific stuff to try to suppress that knowledge and come up with. Something like, uh, well, if you get the hormones down, right, then uh, you know they're just almost like. Oh wait, I'm just saying gender binary, you know. But that's that's the problem that you know that we need to look at whenever they're arguing, um, you know, taking this to the Senate and and going against something like this, right? Um, and and that that and being totally helpful, right? And yeah.
1: and my my thing is it's got to be facts over feeling because. Yeah. Mm-hmm you can feel a lot of different ways, you know, but we've got to stick to the facts, which is at birth, male and female are different. And, yeah, yeah, and, um, title nine was supposed to protect women from those, you know, from those differences, being able to have our own sports, being able to have equal amount of teams as what, you know, guys teams have. So, so you would think that those protections would be in place, but they're, it's all going to be challenged. And so I'm just trying to help Missouri. And I know there's a lot yeah. of good people that are doing the same thing, but you've got to, we've got to protect our state.
2: So you've had a lot of responses when it comes to hashtag save girls sports. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit, have you had college coaches jump on board? Have you had high school coaches jump on board I mean it would seem to me that for the integrity of their job a college coach would really want to do something right tell me a little bit about those conversations that you've had yeah. maybe you can't tell me specific well, names but
1: so whenever we went up and spoke I was thinking man we're just little d2 athletes you know um there's got there's got to be some women that are going to be speaking up here that have you know played at Mizzou or you know bigger deals than what we are. And it was very disappointing to me because there was nobody there, nobody there to speak. Um, mm-hmm. there was a older gentleman that was a track coach that spoke after me and, um, he did a good job, but I just feel like, um, the fear from being the idea of getting canceled, I think has really, it's stifled and silenced a lot of people. So big brother, mm. Mm-hmm. To use a
2: 1984 yeah. analogy, right. uh, I was born in 84, so okay. uh, so I can use that. Uh, Wait, so
0: you're younger than me? <laughs> wow, I'm an old man. Sorry.
2: That's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm in a, uh, My birthday's April 9th, so you know I'll be wow. another year older. Uh, <laughs> my wife, she's a year older than me. Don't oh, tell anybody. you're <laughs> in trouble now. You're in trouble. Uh, but 1984, Big Brother people won't speak out because they don't want Big Brother to hear. Right. So you're telling me that people are self-moderating or self-silencing. Those who should be the biggest advocates are not doing that. For shame. If you are a Christian college coach, for shame on you for not getting behind this, you should be sticking up. Especially if you're a male, female college coach, you should be protecting young women that is God's design. Yeah. And so I would just say straight up, call out. If you know anyone who is in college coaching, specifically for females, you need to be getting on the phone and saying, get behind this movement. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can't, really? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying, I don't know any of the coaches that you had at, yeah. at, at SPU, but I am appalled that there is not a volleyball coach who is on your side there is not a basketball coach an assistant basketball coach or or, or even a, a, a one of the individuals who was a trainer who was on your side this is crazy and i'll yeah. say
1: i do think a lot of people don't even know that it's going on because i didn't know that it was going on and so until i you know heard about the his executive order on day one i it was a wake-up call for me like hey if if not me, then who? You know, and yeah. I think how a lot of how you respond in
2: the day of adversity? I'm yeah. sorry, but every college coach should be signing some petition to be with you. It's crazy. And, yeah.
1: and I've been trying. I and I've I'm a mom. I work full time, so I, this is just something that I'm trying to help along here. But honestly, that's that's kind of my next my next goal is to get more people to help get the word out and to speak out about it because you're right. For sure, Christian colleges, um, Christian high schools, grade schools, what you should be speaking out. You don't have to fear for your job. I mean, I get it whenever I have friends that are college coaches, high school coaches in the public, maybe public schools, or they work for a you know liberal arts college, whatever. They fear for their jobs. And that's sad for me. Yeah, because because they, they want to
2: stand for reality.
1: Right, yeah. right. And they they see what it could do as a coach to females in sports. And like we said, it ends female sports. Um, it's At that point, it's, yeah, it's co-ed.
0: Yeah, it's either you know a few people now um, at this time in history losing their jobs, standing up, or losing it altogether altogether. Right. for a long, long time. And well, I mean, and several, they, yeah, several
1: of them have said, you know, if this is the hill I have to die on and lose my job on, so be it. And yeah. I, I hate I hate that that's even a reality that they would have to, you know, just for speaking out. But um, we're kind of at a crossroads where, like you said, if we don't, then people are going to have anything yeah. to fight for anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's, so. yeah, that's the big deal. And it's just one of those things for coaches that are Christians and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we, we can go to that, that route but we also can go to coaches as like say for parents of of kids that are in sports we can try to see if we can talk to them make a relationship find out what their stance is if their stance is for this then go how can we help you get for this so let's it's one of those things that people can rally around coaches that Mm -hmm. go like i want to speak up i know i'm one single voice and I know that I can't go anywhere, but then again we need to get numbers and it's not necessarily mob rule. We don't have to push this thing through top down and, and hit somebody over the head with it, but we can be like, there are people and you know this is like the issue is we're all fearing one another. Right. You know, so we are all have some sort of phobia. Right. And, and it, I think and we are acting out of fear, but we need as especially as the church, we mm-hmm. have the gospel, we have reality, and we have the word given to us and we have the Holy spirit behind us. And if, you know, like we're not the fear man for one who can hurt us. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't act like that. And so, you know, we can Christians, we can sit and whine all day, but if we're not acting consistently because of what the gospel has said and standing up, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, like Daniel did and like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did, you know, we got to stand up like ultimately like Christ did to the right. leadership save people and he literally died on a hill
2: and the reality Far, is right? i
0: understand yeah. part of the yeah. reason why they're afraid to yeah. speak
2: i know i've been hard yeah but here's the issue if a did you have dr dairyberry a few did, classes. say, always know. talk about like Gravel Road High School or whatever. Yeah. So I'm generally right. like Gravel Road Community College, yeah, right? right. <laughs> so if you've got coach at, at private college, Gravel Road Private College, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. You know, but, but we know that there's some little private colleges that, you know, they've got very small students. They've got a few athletic, you know, mm-hmm. opportunities, right? Where I teach, I teach at Spurgeon College, right? We have a women's volleyball team mm-hmm. and a women's soccer team, right? So, of those sports, right? If you are a college like that, and you're a coach who comes out and says, "No, we we demand that women be the only biological women be the only ones who participate," well, what's going to happen is they're going to be told by one of the organizations, "You fire that coach because they're a transphobe, or we're not going to schedule you anymore."
1: Mm-hmm. It could easily happen. It's so
2: nuts. Yeah, that's what ad hominem, illogical, emotive arguments do.
1: Right. And not only that, if it is not made to to be basically where they can't play through this bill or through some similar legislation, then as soon as one, I mean, we were in the MIAA and they were this is extremely tough conference for D2 in Missouri. Um, If one of our opposing teams that we play would have had a transgender female and SBU wasn't going to do that. We're automatically at a disadvantage, you know, I mean, and that, that coach can't help that. So it's, it's really, it just harms, it harms girls all the way around. Um, And that's, that's totally why I wanted to get involved. Well, and then what's
2: going to happen is people will say who are rational, I don't want to see some guy pl- beat up on some girls. I'm not going to that. Like, it, 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 I mean, it, like if if I'm could. at SBU, right? right. And, and, and I'm, you know, I am an alumnus, and I am a, a trustee there, right? So I get invited to go to games. Right. I don't go to that many of them, but oh, uh, last one shame I went to was a girls' basketball game. By <laughs> okay, the way, that man. is I didn't get to go to any is this the year. The last one that I went COVID, to, 2019, so. I went to a girls' basketball game. Okay. Right, and uh, so if I know that there is two trans women on that team i'm not gonna why do i want to go watch sbu get beat up on by by two guys and three girls i'm not going so there's no sales for tickets no sales for tickets guess who gets impacted by that Mm -hmm. coaches
1: right right there's definitely a, a a trickle down effect in so many so many different ways um
2: so so that kind of brings me to this component. What can our audience do? And what is it that you've been communicating on save girls sports? Give us just the gambit of the easiest things that we can do to do the, the more big things that we can do. And we'll be happy. If you give us a list, we will, if you Mm -hmm. type it up, we'll share it for a while on our, on our pages.
1: Well, I've been in touch with, um, Senator Mike moon and his office. And so his Senate bill 503, Um, I'm really watching closely and right now it's awaiting a committee hearing. Hmm. And so I don't know when that will be. I've always been told that if it doesn't happen before spring break, then sometimes the bill just dies. Well, I believe they're on spring break right now and we're still, he's waiting on a committee hearing. So um, on the house side that um, the joint resolution is now moved on to an admin and rules committee and i am going to be putting out the emails of the um, committee chair and all of the members of that committee because in order for it to get on the speaker's schedule it has to pass through that rules committee um i should probably know a lot more about this but i know that's where they're going to be picking it apart changing the verbiage and all that stuff um so if they like the page save girls sports in Missouri, that's where I'm going to be having all the bullet points of Mm. email this person. This is what you need to tell. I mean, basically we just have to keep it moving. You know, there's a million ways for a bill to die. And so (laughs) there's not that many ways for a bill to get passed. Mm. So we've got to basically right now, the the democrats are working hard to cut any deal that they possibly can to kill this bill Mm -hmm. and the only reasoning i can think of is just all of the the aclu um pro-trans groups they all don't want this to happen so um i kind of feel like a little bitty person up against a huge organization so the more people that can join that group we can at least get the word out on okay here's who you need to call call your representative call this speaker get it on so that's that's what i'm trying to do is just get the word out um tomorrow i will get the emails of all the people on the rules committee that we need to be emailing and calling um to tell them hey listen don't cut deals we want this to move that's forward right. yeah so
0: yeah and so it's one of those things i'm glad you've mentioned mike moon that you know him that you've yeah. worked with him uh because uh, we've had we've had him on the show about uh, his abolition bill and all awesome. that kind of stuff and so the cool thing is he actually got that in hearing uh, Yeah. and day was there and, and and present so that the cool thing is is like you know that's a hard bill a, a yeah. hard bill to have heard right um, that's right so there is hope Right. Or something like this to get heard on, on his end. Right. And, you know, so, you know, our listeners, you know, here's another Mike Moon issue um, to pray for, uh, to support, to sure. write, you know, again, like you can utilize the same sort of um, email that you would send for the abolition bill. Uh, But all you have to do is just replace it with the with SB 503, look it up and um, support Mike Moon um, and try to get your representatives to support him and stand with him on this, too. Because this again, this is definitional, um, just like the abolition issue is definitional of just a human being in general, Uh, defining it and being consistent with that definition. Well, whenever you have a definition of human, also... Being male and female now, and now we're seeing that worked out even more, um, and and, get, and getting to this truth again to end up loving God, loving neighbor. The two, oh, the well, they're both co-equal commands. So you can't really say the the two the two greatest commands. It is the command of God and how that works out. How how we can love our neighbors by um, again protecting them, like we've already talked about, like. Uh, there is uh, there is equal outcomes that come out of, right? Whenever you do separate men and women, there are good outcomes that you would see, right? For and sure. so, and, they, and they've been working out that way. You are an example of, it, you didn't have to compete with guys that could overtake you. <laughs> and then goodness. you ended up having, a, having scholarships, having a, a chance right. to go to college, you know, and that is a big issue for women's suffrage back in the day. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you know. But Mm -hmm. again, women's suffrage,
2: right?
0: You know, and those women have an issue with a man dressing up and saying, "I am a woman" and competing here, and then take her scholarship away. So again, this this is intersectionality devouring itself.
2: Any any dad, any mom who Mm -hmm. has daughters should be concerned about this. Yes, because. There will not be a place for women to participate in sports against women if yeah. something isn't done. Um, that's sad. You know, I, I one of my personal stories is I was, I was definitely not a good athlete. I, but I was an okay high school baseball player. A okay, high school baseball player. Now, my sister was, she was given offers to just play community college right. softball. But she was a... She was a good college or high school softball player, mm-hmm. right? So we went in and we played just the regular, you know, not, it wasn't a competitive league at all. It was just the, you know, um, fun league that high school guys would play. Now I had played Legion baseball. I played high school baseball. You know, I right. was always okay at those things. Well, when I'd go and I'd play, you know, uh, just in the regular fun league, right, uh, i was really good right I, and it always make me feel good well my sister who had played been a good softball player right so i'm gonna step in and and i'm gonna play with the boys garbage right. and, and i love my sister she was better than the than the bad kids right, right? but she would tell you right like right. it was really hard but if you've ever played slow pitch co-ed softball which I've, I've played and i know you've probably played i imagine mm. your husband probably just knocks the ball a mile right you see gals don't throw the ball like guys or hit the ball but i'll tell you it's not that they don't do good it's just that god made us different
1: and you and there's nothing wrong with you get a beautiful
2: picture of that right i mean a beautiful picture of that uh, mm-hmm. it's it's very, very different. And that's not to say, Oh my gosh, those girls can't play. No, I played with some great gals, but it's, it's different because God created us for different purposes. Yeah.
1: Right. I was talking to a a friend of mine that she also played D2 and we were kind of laughing about the fact I mentioned earlier to you that we could go, our, our coaches could pick up basically five guys out of the locker room at our college and bring them in to run, you know, the plays of whoever we were playing and just, yeah. I mean, these are guys that are, they're athletic, but they weren't like on a scholarship or anything, just regular guys and maybe played in the rec league at SBU. but they would run plays against us and they gave a, a pretty good fight. So yeah. that was just five random guys that we brought in to play against us for a free t-shirt and mm-hmm. they, they could compete. So, I mean, there's a difference, yeah. and um, whenever we were speaking at that emerging issues, a couple of the people after me apparently said something like, "Well, you know, my wife could beat me in basketball any day." Well, you know, we're not comparing apples to apples. My wife
2: <laughs> could beat me too. My my 15 <laughs> year old daughter might be able to beat me. Right. She's taller than me. Right. So <laughs> not a big accomplishment to be yeah, taller than me. <laughs> right.
1: So anyway, yeah. th- I mean, there's there's definitely a difference because I don't think you could go. And, and pick five girls out of the weight room and put them up against the boys team and have a competitive game like what we could. Yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a clear difference. Um, and I think any female athlete would be um, fooling herself if she thought that there wasn't. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really awesome to, to uh, live in the, in the gospel that says that these differences that we find um, in reality are Okay. Right. And that, you know, we can view them as gifts and as uh, how we can actually come together in unity um, in the diversity. And that's that's the, the main issue. And it's just that it's not their unity. It's a derivative unity that's embedded in the world that they hate because that means they'd have to be subject right. to, to God and not be building their own. Kingdom, and so you know it's just wonderful. um I, I but I guess before I can continue talking because I know where I'm going, I want you to start speaking. <laughs> no, go yeah, for yeah, it. I was, I was just going to get get to the end or whatever because I think. Go for we're, it. You know, I just yeah. wanted to say I'm really yeah. grateful for you standing up yeah. on this,
2: and you are welcome to use our platform in any yes. may, any way that you can. You know, if you want to call in and give us a. The development on it, uh, we've already said we want to work with you to put forward a resolution for the Missouri Baptist Convention. In fact, yeah. I don't know what the Southern Baptist Convention's resolutions committee is, but we would really like to work with you. I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, I'm, you know, we were at SBU with uh, Dr. Andrew Walker, mm-hmm. who works on the ARLC. I'm going to con- I'm going to contact him. Uh, because I think this is something that the Southern Baptist, as a convention, we still might have time to get a resolution to the, them. I've got to check the dates, but this is something that our our convention needs to put forward. Um, yeah. And so uh, we want to help in that, however we can. I I will look up when the resolutions are due here really shortly, uh, because I think that it's certainly something worth getting together.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, because uh, the more voices that we have to speak on this issue, we can come together and rally around. That's the big issue is uh, we don't need to be handing these off to just experts. We live in a culture, unfortunately, even in our church communities, we've left the gospel to the professionals and have preached the gospel ourselves and, and been the disciple-making disciples who make disciples who make disciples, right? And we've we've left it up to our pastors to preach the gospel on Sundays. We bring our friends Um, But I think God is showing that through even this issue that we've got to be the priesthood of believers and speak the truth because the whole church is the pillar and buttress of truth. And so, you know, we've got to be that way. We've got to be the people and because we are God's people. So we have power. We can do it. And uh, we don't have to leave it up to professionals, but we've left it up to uh, state professionals so long and look what's happened. We can't, we can't let them do that. They're not designed for that. They're not ordained for that. And it's okay. And they can take a little humble pie, lower themselves, and we can run this thing the way God has intended Family, individuals, families, churches, and governments to all operate in his kingdom.
2: Unfortunately, so, yeah. the resolutions committee is closed for the SBC. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's
0: something that we can continue. But yeah, uh, that's we need to stand up as Missouri Baptist, as Southern Baptist. Really, this should cross all denominational lines. If you are biblical, I mean, there's definitely <laughs> some unbiblical churches out there, right. and uh, that that would totally be against you. Yes, um, I'm and, sure. But we will stand with you even in that. Whenever they probably call you not a Christian for your bigotry. Now we will stand up for you on say that as well. So
1: this is for anyone that loves a female, you know. Yeah. If yeah. you have a mom, if you have a grandma, <laughs> a granddaughter, niece, yeah. uh, it's to me, it's something that you know everyone should be for.
0: Yeah, women fought so long for suffrage, and now we're seeing it destroyed by yeah. guess what, men. <laughs> hmm. So and with that, and some <laughs> women
1: though too yeah. is the is the yeah, uh, disheartening yeah, part. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm gonna,
0: yeah, I mean I I'll go ahead and say that it, the women's will be more infiltrated with men than the men being infiltrated with women. But yes. we'll, I mean time will only tell on that. You know, I'm not I'm not putting a date on it. I'm not saying that's official, but that's just my opinion I'll put it out there. And you know, by the well, time if I you know, notice yeah.
2: we don't have any cases of a female athlete, a biologically female athlete going into a male sport and dominating it.
0: Yeah. Why not, not
2: that I'm aware
0: of, yeah, and 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 it could happen. It still doesn't, still doesn't break anything. Yeah, it doesn't ruin our argument at all. Right. So. But yeah, but yeah, any guys, uh, thank you guys for being on uh, with us. I know that uh, live for the podcast people, we did this is the second show of the day. So we thank you, thank the uh, live cast people for watching and hanging out with us for at least two hours today. And uh, for you guys to listen to the podcast, thank you so much uh, for supporting this. Um, seriously, uh, Mike Moon, um, he's got SB391, uh, which is the abolition thing. Now you know that he's got sb 503 also save girls sports um, support Jenny here and um, let's rally behind her. Let's find ways to get to our coaches and find out um, who's on our side and support them. Let's love our neighbors. And I mean, most of all loving God, but loving neighbor as well underneath the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And let's move this forward to protect our Women. So with that said, this is the Tag You're it Podcast. I am Ray Ray. I am Dave.
1: Jenny. <laughs>
0: and soli Deo. Say Gloria. What? Say Gloria. Gloria.
1: Gloria.